What's up, everybody? Welcome to Inside the Disney Vault, the only podcast that watches every single Disney animated movie in chronological order, every Pixar movie in chronological order, and every DCOM in chronological order. I'm Oscar. I'm Claire. And I'm Rachel. And today, we're tech- you were taking a couple steps back, you know? We're, we're putting the car in reverse, and uh, we're going back to Pixar. And what do we see inside this Pixar section of the vault? I see somewhere between... Uh, one third and one half of a bagel. Okay. Ooh, yum. I see a soulless cat. Oh, scary. <laughs> and I see pizza rats. <laughs> oh, yeah, pizza rat. I mean, I'm obviously. most famously uh, a UCB person. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, obviously, we are talking about. Wait for it. Wait for it. Soul. Soul. <laughs> Uh, Wait for it. <laughs> I waited too long for it. Uh, so, Soul, let's y- get some toy stories about Soul. Huh? No, that doesn't make sense because they're not stories. They're made what up did, facts. What did we say in season for Pixar? two? I think yeah. we said bare necessity still. I think oh. it was still Disney. Yeah, I was trying to think of a, uh, yeah, a, a, I don't know. I was trying to come up with something. Oh, like what finding facts. Bare necessity brought to you by Pixar's Brave. <laughs> Go, that's that's it. That, I mean, obviously, bare necessities brought to you by Disney Pixar's Brave. The good now in theaters. The good twenty facts. The good facts. The facts dinosaur. Yeah. The Incredibles. Oh, the incredible facts. That's fun. Incredible facts. You know what, listeners? Why don't you tell us what our picks are? Because we're probably going to review a couple more Pixar movies. I'll give you the inside outs about. I love that. I really love that. Never mind, listeners. (laughs) Please please Um. don't contact us. Just kidding. Please do contact us and give us uh, more suggestions for this segment that we do once every 10 years when there's a new Pixar film. Once every 10 years? Well, once every one year. Okay. I've been doing this podcast for 50 years. It's true. I can't believe it. We've been doing this podcast before there were podcasts. So Mm -hmm. in case anybody asks, yeah, uh, back when there this were is... radio shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing sound effects. Let me give you some inside outs about Soul. Soul from the year 2020. This is so last year. This is this would be so old. So yesterday. So yesterday. Do you all remember 2020? Oh. So this is Pixar's 23rd feature film, which is a little ironic because there were 22 that came before it, which is the name of a character in this film. So it was released on December 25th, 2020 in the United States. Christmas Mm. Day for all you all keeping track. You calendar freaks. (laughs) I'm a calendar freak. (laughs) Calendar freak. If you are looking at your calendar while listening to this, it's, it was indeed <laughs> Christmas. So um, it, it obviously was supposed to be released June 19th, 2020, but was re- moved to November 20th due to the COVID-19 outbreak. And eventually the theatrical release was just canceled and they put it right on Disney+. Plus. No extra fee or anything. Just everybody got to see it. And because of that, I think uh, Disney Plus saw a 13% jump last month or that month uh, because people want to watch Soul. Uh, so this, uh, the story was 
started development in about 2016 when director Pete Docter sought new creative directions after winning his second Academy Award for Inside Out. He kind of was having a bit of a, okay, well, what do I do now? I do the exact same thing, but instead of inside your brain, we're doing your soul. Oh, right. (laughs) Yes, I did inside the brain, so let's do inside the spool. The spool. Let's get more spiritual. Uh, so yeah, so he <laughs> was having a bit soul, of a, spole. but a spool. He was like, "What's left? I need to do some spool searching." And then said, "Oh, I know. We'll do a movie about that." So um, yeah, he had this feeling: "Is this it? Do I just do it again? I don't know. I don't know." So it was like a crisis. But then we got Soul. So directed by Pete Doctor, produced by Dana Murray, written by Pete Doctor, Mike Jones, and Kemp Powers, with music by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, and that is the sort of more score thematic music that you'll find in the You uh, Seminar. And then John Batiste composed the jazz music for the film's New York sequences. Uh, the budget was $150 million, and they do have a box office here because I believe it was released in other places in the world in the theaters. So anybody Uh-oh. have a guess of the box office budget? $150 million. Two dollars. Um, yeah. <laughs> they sold one ticket in a place with very cheap prices. <laughs> um, I think it did well. I, I'm gonna say it did more. It made it made a profit. Mm, I don't know. It is a tricky one. So the box office here is listed as seventy-one point two million. So not a smash, but also it wasn't really widely released. So right, it's a yeah. bit it's a bit difficult to it's judge. It's a different circumstance altogether. Exactly. Yeah, we have no idea. I mean, I assume it did well because Disney Plus saw a little uptick, but we don't know. So the cast, we have Jamie Foxx as Joe, Tina Fey as 22, Graham Norton as Moonwind, Rachel House, also known as Moana's grandmother, as yeah. Terry. Terry. Uh, Alice Bragg as Counselor Jerry. Richard Ayode as mm-hmm. Counselor Jerry, Felicia Rashad as Libba, Donnell Rawlings as Dez, Questlove <coughs> as Curly, Angela Bassett as Dorothea, uh, Cora hey, Champamere as Connie, and then we've got a bunch of kind of smaller roles here, uh, uh, including more Counselor Jerry's, which is so hilarious to me, which is why I laughed before, because um, there's so many characters listed as Counselor Jerry. Or so many actors, rather, um, and that's where we—that's what we got. That's what we got going on. There are a ton it's so of funny facts how, about this. It's so Sorry. funny how in the cast of Inside, we got Amy Poehler in Inside Out, and then we have Tina Fey for Soul. Yeah, which is like a Pete really Doctor strange. Was like, right. oh, let me do the exact same movie and get you know the <laughs> other funny white lady that I know to be in it. Right. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. It is It is weird. And actually, I didn't realize that it was Tina Fey until very close to seeing the movie. And to me, it felt like, I, I don't know. It felt the like role could have gone to anyone. Casting. It Like, she is not. Here's the thing. Okay, I know that people complain about celebrities doing animated roles. And yes, some celebrities will pull in a crowd like, Ooh, I want to see Tom Holland. You know, I will go see a movie mm-hmm. Tom Holland is in. I saw that pigeon movie because Tom Holland was in it. Um, <laughs> uh, but 
Tina Fey is not pulling box office. I don't know why they needed her. She, uh, she's a funny lady. Yes, sometimes problematic. Um, Oops. but uh, but like, is she adding anything to Twenty Two? I don't know. We'll get to it at the end. But here's the thing: yeah. that role should have gone to someone else. I'll say it I right really now. I really do think he was like, I need to one to one ratio this movie to Inside Out. I got Amy, so now I'm high. I have to get Tina. Tina probably went up to him and was like, "Um, how come I didn't get asked to do yeah. Inside Out? You or got he Mindy was like, Kaling instead of me? <laughs> yeah, okay. or he was like, oh, I want to repeat the exact same success as Inside Out and get right. like the next the the like if you're looking at Amy Poehler, the next person that's like equivalent. Like if you're looking at two cookies. The next cookie is, I don't know why really I thought But I but also Tina think Fey. Tina Fey is like the pre-cookie before Yeah, because at but least Amy, it, like Tina to me is a writer turned actor, but she's yes. more of a writer. She's yes. like not a character actor. Also, Amy, the, yeah, a more voice of reason role. Yeah. Like that's Liz Lemon was like. Yeah, well, she's like the straight man, whereas Amy Poehler is like the kooky, fun character one, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it makes sense that she would be Joy. And Joy is, let's face it, not the fun one. No, not at all. Yeah, it's so, like, to me. you Sorry. went, like, 22 is more of a fun character, and that, mm-hmm. like, even if you flipped and uh, Tina was Joy and Amy was 22, it probably would have been better. I fully agree with that statement. It, and well, as a matter of fact, I would say maybe cast Amy to do. 22 again, huh? maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, they... it's, it's interesting to me because it seems like like 22 is supposed to be a curmudgeon. She's supposed to be difficult, and that's sort of like Tina Fey's brand with like Liz Lemon. And in a way, like they should have cast against that, and that's kind of what I feel like the Kristen Bell role is in The Good Place. Like She's usually this mm-hmm. sugary sweet person, right. but she's cast as the curmudgeon. And because of that, it gives it so much more depth, and you can watch that character grow so much. So it, it, it makes sense that they would cast Tina Fey as 22 because that's so her brand. But if they would have gone off type, I think it would have been even more rich. Like I think you were just saying, Rachel, about like how it, she would you know develop later on throughout yeah, so, but I think it's they definitely even, like a weird choice for sure. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's not a choice that I. It was a head scratching choice to me. In my head, I think that they had been like, "Oh, well, let's give it to Tina Fey and gave it to her before she started doing it," because the, and then I feel like she just didn't pull it out the way that they thought that she would. Like mm. in their head, they had her in mind for it, but then she didn't give the performance that she they thought that she would maybe because they call out her voice in the movie. They're like, "Why do you sound like that?" right they right. do she's and like this is an annoying voice but this is a, a woman's voice <laughs> which is annoying <laughs> this like, is the voice of the head writer of saturday night live <laughs> i was trying to think so like what else who else might have been a fit and i think like maybe like ellie kemper would make sense for the kind of yeah simil- i mean but like again that's yeah, like that's literally go- like a that's like a lateral sort of yeah, similar I would go type. Younger, to be honest, yeah. like I would find maybe an unknown even, yeah. just like a child's voice. That that to me makes Ooh. the most sense. Ooh, like you, you know, it makes you don't the have most an association sense. With? Um, just hire me. <laughs> yeah, Rachel Chapman does make the most right? sense. You know. Um, no, I, mean, I really we'll think cast, it, we'll get down to casting yeah. later because I do want to talk more about. The I do think process. it should have been an unknown, and it should have been someone fun. Like a fun mm-hmm. voice. A fun known. Yeah, a fun known. A fun, yeah, not an unknown, a fun known. A fun known. <laughs> uh, like Rachel Chapman. Like me! <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, they made no Taylor Swift joke about her name being 22. Oh, I did not <laughs> oh even think was, about that at all. Right, it was right oh there. It's something that I, if I was in the foot of the booth and they were like, you know, just improvise. I'd be like, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. <laughs> you know what? It should have been Taylor Swift. This week, uh, oh, that would have been perfect because then she would have been 22 and they could have done so much with the marketing for that. Yeah. Then she could have also had some songs in there. True. True. That would have been confusing because she would have had to do jazz. Uh, you know, she could also Taylor Swift just came out with uh, a bunch of new albums. And one of her songs is Dorothea. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that name was big in two, 2020 because and I've you know never what? met Case any. Closed. Yeah. I've never met anyone named Dorothea, but two people named Dorothea came into my life last year. And it was this movie wow. and Taylor Swift's album. So. so there's obviously a ton of background on this movie, but one fun fact that I did read is that the section of the credits that's normally titled Production Babies was renamed as Recent U Seminar Graduates. Aww. Which I cute. think is very, very cute. cute. That's cute. Um, another, uh, they had that post credit scene where he says, uh, go home. And that didn't make sense because we were all home. Oh man. Didn't age well. Didn't yeah. age well. It's not going to, wow. it's, it's like when you watch like Spice World now and at the end it's like, go <gasps> home. And it's like, I am home. You guys. Yeah. Like, like that, what's that person doing in the back there? Yeah. It's like, wait, those, those never age well because they're only funny one time and then the rest are like, I am home. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. You're Even though here? I think Fer- Ferris Bueller's more like, you're still watching this movie? Yeah. Like, there's nothing to see here. Yeah, Which yeah. Makes sense. Here? That's better. Hey. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Soul. Let's, let's do it. Soul, but I'm not a soul. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Another song. My soul, but I'm not a soldier. So we open up, and it's very cute because we get the Disney logo with a sort of, uh, uh, oh yeah, like a, a middle school jazz. band playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you wish upon a star, and then also we hear jo- Joe's voice over the Pixar lamp logo, and we see Joe and his students. He's struggling with his student band as they're kind of doing their best, but they're learning. And he explains to the class about getting lost in the music because one of the students starts playing and you can see that she's like entering the zone or what we learn as is called the zone later on. And all the other kids kind of think it's silly. But he explains, he's like, nah, like that this is what makes it great. Um, and then we find that, or Joe finds out that he's been promoted to be a full-time band teacher. Gasp. You would think that's good, but... Yeah, health benefits. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's not happy about it because yeah. we find out that he really wants to be a full-time performer. Yeah, this is already relatable. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. you're at your job and they're like, you know, and you're like, woo, but I just took this job so that I could pay for my right. improv at night. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to be good at the thing that I don't want to be it's like a side job but now their (laughs) side job is becoming their full job and they're like what yeah so he goes to his mom mom's tailor shop and she's super happy about it because she wants him to have a full-time job with benefits also relatable very relatable and yeah she's so so happy and she thinks that it's just a sort of silly pipe dream that he wants to be a performer and He gets a call from his former student named Curly, and he offers him a chance to audition 
for the legend named Dorothea Williams. And she's a <gasps> jazz hey, musician. Dorothea, gasp. Oh. <laughs> and that's when Taylor Swift sings the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dorothea. <laughs> so, so Taylor Swift actually did write that song for this movie, but mm. she was disconnected from the project beforehand. Right. Um that's, that's a, a nice very way of saying fired. She was disconnected. They consciously she was like, you know what? Yeah. That's fine. That's fine because I have a huge album I'm working on and I'll just slip it on it. Yeah. Hasn't yeah. she released like three albums during quarantine? Um, Two, but yeah, it feels like three. She's, I bet she's got a third. A third. I yeah. think, yeah, yeah, there are rumors that she has a third one and it's coming out soon. So She's just waiting. Yeah. She's right really, time. she's really utilizing her time in quarantine. She is our Shakespeare. You know how everyone at the beginning of quarantine was like, well, you know, Shakespeare used quarantine to write King Lear or something like that. And it's like, well, Taylor <laughs> Swift used her quarantine. <laughs> King Lear or something yeah. like that. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I know Taylor. Uh, I don't know Shakespeare. So. What was Shakespeare? What quarantine was that? I have no idea. Rachel, I don't know history. He was in quarantine and wrote ten things I hate about you. That's it. That's it. Then, I do know his man. adaptations well. I know the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Yes. She's the man. Ten things I hate about you and the movie O. Oh, remember? That? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then when he had time, The Lion King. I do love Shakespeare in Love. That is, uh, you know. <laughs> he also wrote Shakespeare in Love. That was an autobiography. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of people don't know that. So um, Joe Goop. is... So <laughs> Goop. Thanks to Shakespeare in Love, we have Goop. It's true. And thanks to... If it didn't do well, where would she be? Where would Goop be? And the what is that exploding candle? That vagina candle? Did you guys see any of that? <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, those, are, those are two what? different things you said, Rachel. Oh, I hope they are exploding candles and vagina candles. Well, and there was goop. like the goop had was selling this like vagina candle that I guess started exploding. Um, <laughs> I think so. It's like I don't know if that's true. I'm gonna uh, stick please, with it. Listeners, <laughs> confirm or deny this because I need to know what I is cannot. I cannot Google that. Candles. I cannot <laughs> exploding I vagina. <laughs> And I won't. Uh, okay, so Joe gets that call. And so he hops on down to the mm -hmm. uh, the Half Note, which is the name of the music venue. And he does like a little audition. He hops right up on stage with Dorothea and he jams and he gets lost in the music. He, he gets in the zone and she hires him on the spot. She tells him, come back and wear a nice suit. Look real sharp. And obviously he's so excited. This is his dream. This is his mm -hmm. purpose coming to coming true. And so he is. She also says something really cool, which she was like, she's like, where have you been? Right. Is that? The yeah. yeah where have you that. been, Joe Gardner? And he's like teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that was such a cool little moment because it was like. Yeah, it's like there's tons of people in this world that are like very talented and just undiscovered because they don't yeah. have the. I don't know. It's like luck is not on their side or like circumstances affect success. But it was a cool moment to be like she like respected him as a fellow artist yeah. and a peer. 
And it was, was like, also whoa! Why haven't you been successful before? You you have the skill, you have the talent. I know I and... do, but Pixar just hasn't <laughs> called me yet. Yeah, Dorothea straight up looked at the camera and was like, Rachel Chapman. Is it interesting flip here. because at first she calls him school teacher as if it's a bad thing. Yeah. And then when she sees him play, she's like, oh, this is not. Yeah, like you were saying, like he just hasn't had his moment yet, hasn't lined up. And that's just a great lesson, too, because, like, you know, we all have gifts and talents and things we enjoy. We're just, and it can happen anytime, because Joe's what, in his 40s? I don't know. I don't know how old he is. I don't know. It kept changing. <laughs> I thought he was super old at the beginning, but then at one point he looked younger, and I was like, I don't know what age he's supposed to be. He's 27. He's old <laughs> as hell. I, you know what? He probably is like 30. Yeah. Oh, Joe's younger than me. Remember when we went to school and we had teachers that were like 24 and we were like, they're so old. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was my like, God. They're going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, it's so funny how old people used to seem who are mm -hmm. just yeah. so young. Um, anyway, uh, what a deep thought. Um, so he is, uh, no pun intended, jazzed about this. And he's like dancing around the city, like passing by all kinds of hazards. And then walks right into a manhole that's open and uh so embarrassing Ooh. it's not only embarrassing he but died of embarrassment that's what happened oh, no. <laughs> he died of embarrassment uh, uh so his soul leaves his body and hits the bottom of this kind of void and meets these other souls on sort of like an escalator leading toward light and then stairway to heaven <laughs> i don't know yeah. how the song goes it's a conveyor belt cue uh -oh. conveyor belt to <laughs> escalator to heaven <laughs> yeah that's definitely what it does what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah why can't i think of it it's that I don't riff know if it that has riff. a chorus or the anything stairway to heaven um so he goes the other way because he's not done yet this he just got his big moment he's got to go mm -hmm. back and live it um he's and he says i'm not dying the day my life started so he goes the other direction and then ends up falling through this rift into a void through all these different dimensions. And this is like some very cool animation that we get here because there's a very clear difference between New York, New York City real life and this sort of like yeah, void. Yeah, like abstract kind of. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, am I what did we think of uh, his soul form? The look of it. Um, did we stand? Do we stand? Do we like? He had a hat and glasses, right? Those were his two <laughs> defining qualities. Yeah. But everyone had like little accessories when they got up to, you know, when they died. It's yeah. Like, I like that one lady with two the bob. There was yeah. like a bob yeah. and she had a scarf or something. Oh, yeah. What would be your accessories? My two accessories. Uh, right now it would be mm, this cardigan and my glasses. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, maybe For me bank. it would be glasses and a baseball cap for yeah sure. yours would for sure that's mine like, would be like a braid like a little braid and um not, nothing i <laughs> 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 oh, no, you have to have two right <laughs> and um uh oh god a handful of popcorn um hell yeah <laughs> you won't go hungry even though you can't eat <laughs> your hustle i just need an accessory yeah it's you a can't. conversation starter yeah. We'll find out later. You can't. It just goes right through you. <laughs> oh, yeah. so funny. Uh, so um, 
he fall okay so he makes it to this field of abstract shapes and baby souls and this is where we get our first jerry and she does quiet coyote and um she says that he's landed in a place called the coming together and they've rebranded themselves so they now call it uh they're there in the great before but they call it the you seminar now mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. rebranding and the voice there. of this jerry is awesome i yes, loved her voice yes this okay i can tell you which one this is uh, this is Alice Bra- Braga. Yeah, I don't know who that Jerry. is. Yeah. I don't either. I looked her up. She's in a lot of various things um, that I have not seen. Uh, I thought but she yes. kind of sounded like Gal Gadot or something. Yeah, she did. Oh, she had a little totally. Gal Gadot-y vibe. It's just such Gadot-y. a soothing tone. <laughs> she she a had a Gadot-y vibe. A Gadot-y vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for Gadot-y. Yeah, but it, <laughs> I thought the, the little other little souls were cute how they were <laughs> just they're so yes when he says like what where am i he double uh, hockey six or and they no, all like, go hell 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 yeah i loved it that was so cute um uh, but then jerry turns into some kind of bus and it reminds me of the cat bus from oh totoro totoro yeah oh yeah it's super cool um so let uh, uh, Joe's body is in a holding pattern, we learn, and he learns about the earth portal, which is where the baby souls go once they've gotten their earth pass, meaning they have their full personality and they're ready to get out there. They've earned their chance to get to earth. And now because he is a, a soul that exists, like a fully formed person, he is assigned as a mentor. However, he's in the wrong place, though, so they are confusing him as somebody else. Bjorgen, Bjorg, Dr. Bjorgensen or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Bjorn Bjorgensen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then we meet what seems, what is not another Jerry, but is a Terry. And Terry is the counter. Terry and looks Terry... like a mole, right? <laughs> Terry <laughs> looks like... You mean like a spy or like the animal? Like a little animal, right? It's like I short. Like I don't know. You're I right. Can see You're it right. Now. Yeah. I could see it now that you now that you say it. But to but call it, Terry a mole is so <laughs> funny. So funny. Yeah. Terry is so funny. I love. Yeah, this Terry's character. my favorite character. So Terry warns Jerry that the soul count is off. And Jerry tells her that she, since she's the counter, she can find the problem. And I just I love the way that the Jerry's handle Terry because you can tell that they just think Terry is annoying and don't really care that the count is off. But they just keep distracting Terry in different ways and telling Terry that I guess it's like a he or she that they that they're doing a great job. So it's like no matter what, it's like, you know what? this maybe it's off why don't you go count again you're doing a great job thank you so much and that's mm-hmm. how they get rid of terry mm-hmm. which uh it's so funny every time because terry is so serious about it and the jerry's are like yeah whatever um so then joe goes into a theater and it's explaining what the youth seminar is all about which is really helpful for us because we don't know what this place is so we get some exposition so he's in like a it's a theater just explaining that the U seminar is where you go to earn different aspects of your personality, including uh, your spark, I suppose, is the yeah. last. Yeah, that's what they call it, the spark. It's the <clears throat> last it's sort of one. Like, it's sort of like if you're a Pokemon trainer, uh-huh. 
for all you gamers out there, and you are trying to collect uh, badges to, you know, fight in the Pokemon League, uh-huh. um, you have to collect all seven badges in order to make it to the next level. So it's it's the same thing. You have all these badges before you become an actual soul so you can jump into Earth. Yeah. So or, it's like the Ash, Ash Ketchum of Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like a punch card, you know? Mm-hmm. And you got to punch them all before you... For all you, get, you punch card people yeah, out there. Yeah, I'm a punch card people. <laughs> before you could get your free item. And your free item is one-way ticket <laughs> to <laughs> Earth, man. And you, you get a sticker. Think- you yeah you would think that's like a really cool thing to earn. However, we then meet Soul Twenty Two, who is difficult, who's notorious for never getting that spark, never wanting to go to Earth, just happy chilling here. And to put in perspective, there the other Soul numbers are like in the billions. Yeah, and Soul and this is Soul Twenty Two. So apparently Twenty Two has just been around since the beginning. Forever. Yeah. And so they match Joe. With 22, and uh, they go into this hall, and he kind of like looks around and he sees his own life, and he feels like, Oh gosh, my life was meaningless. Well, he, he sees, sees Bjorn's life first, right? Mm-hmm. He sees the very successful other people, like doctors and scientists, yeah. And, where and he's Bjorn like, was a, sil- a child psychologist, correct? yeah. I don't know, but he holds up a picture, and she's like, I see pain, whatever. And then he flips, it and she's like, I see a butterfly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and is he and is magically healed, yeah, yeah, from whatever <laughs> psychological trauma this person trauma, trauma, butterfly, <laughs> yeah. So none of it's working for 22, and they decide to go to the hall of everything to find a spark, and this is where. They see all these different things like they see. Well, we're skipping over a really funny part where we get to see all of 22's previous mentors, which were all big historical Mm -hmm. figures like Mm -hmm. Mother Teresa, Abraham Lincoln. And they were all it was all funny. And honestly, could have used a few more because they were great jokes. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's for the spinoff. Yeah, I I would love to see more. You know, they did Mm -hmm. three, and you know the rule of threes, right? You know, but then there's also that rule where you can go more, and then it's funny once you reach a certain point where it's too many, you know what I mean? They could have done three threes. I just, yeah, like nine. You're talking nine? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would have loved nine. Who who else else would you like to see? Uh, Shakespeare. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, of course. Since Shakespeare is responsible for so much, ten things I hate about you, that, you know, King Lear, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you name Aunt another Sh- Shakespeare play? Yeah, Romeo plus Juliet, right? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Who else? Freddie Mercury. Who else would be a fun. Uh, a Freddie Mercury. Okay, that'd be mm-hmm. fun. Um, um, who do I want to see? Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of all the people from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, I'd love to Joan see of Joan of Arc, Napoleon, Napoleon. Napoleon. <laughs> Those were all kind of sus people. Yeah. <laughs> Attila Mozart. the Hun, Genghis Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but you, we've already done Abraham Lincoln, so you know. Um, but yeah. I want to see. Is the Snapple Lady dead? <laughs> The where's the beef lady probably. Oh, definitely want to see the where's the beef lady. <laughs> I want to see the guy who oh says uh, time for the donuts or whatever the thing he says. Time to make the donuts. That Ooh, guy. I want yeah. to see that guy. Um, um just Dave basically Thomas. stuff that your like grandma knows about. 
Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Walt Disney. Why didn't they do Disney? Ooh. That might that might have been tricky territory. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like tricky territory. Apparently, a lot of this was based on Steve Jobs. The oh, uh, se- semi related thought. Where was where was, and where oh, was Steve? <laughs> uh, things like the fact that Joe wears a black turtleneck. Yeah, There's a he would have like, technology involved yeah, in the looks design. Like an Apple store. Yeah, like the design. Like you can see, see behind me, the designs are like the Mac OS original logo look a lot like the Jerry's. Mm, true. Um, so we get that little bit that's fun with the the past mentors who got yeah. very frustrated with twenty two. And, and we saw Joe's life and it was kind of boring. Like some yeah. of his highlights was sitting at a diner by himself eating. I can and there relate. was a <laughs> statue of him just sitting at a piano frustrated. And then like his really? two little items was like cologne and toothpaste or something. Oh, I don't know. Sounds yeah. right. So then then he talks about food and 22 says she can't eat, can't. Oh, yeah. It she goes smell, right can't. goes right through her, which I so this movie doesn't appeal to children, but this moment is very funny for children because children mm-hmm. love poop jokes. So, yeah, he puts the p- pizza in his mouth and it pops right out where his butt is. Yeah. <laughs> funny. It's Funniest funny. joke in the whole movie right there. The poop joke. <laughs> Uh, fully intact. It's so funny. Um, so 22 is not impressed by any of these jobs. Um, and then I was thinking, why are all these sparks jobs? Which is part of it. Put a pin in it. Um, and then Jerry comes in to tell Joe that he's, he's done great, but you know, we didn't, we didn't get the spark. So it's time to go to the great beyond now. And then he he gets, but then this is where... They decided before this that um, if if uh, 22 gets the Earth Pass, then they'll give it to Joe. So that's why they're trying to find 22 Spark so that, that he can get an Earth Pass and go back to Earth. So then when Jerry comes and is like, oh, okay, well, you try. They're like, no, 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 wait. We want to try to get this Earth Pass. Yes. And this is the first instance where we start to see 22 is like willing to work with Joe. And this is the first time because, you know. Uh, up until this point, yeah. and she doesn't want to go to Earth. Yeah, because Joe's like, I'll take your pass, and then you, and then they're like, 22's like, well, then I don't ever have to go to Earth. That's great. It works out for me. So, 22 finally found someone who will give them what they want. Interesting that that was in 22 Spark. Hmm. Not going to Earth? You're like helping somebody. Oh. oh, well, I guess then the movie would be like half an hour. It would be a short <laughs> at that point. Yeah, but the but then twenty two will have to. But, but twenty two didn't help Joe yet. That's so true. The the two sneak off to buy more time, which Jerry's okay with, uh, or just kind of loses track again. Is like turns around and they're gone. Um, and twenty two wants to help Joe get back to his life because as we were just talking about because 22 really wants the earth pass to go to joe so 22 can just stick around um and they go through the zone which is um like we were talking about earlier like when an artist or an athlete or just really anybody is in the place where they are just on another level of inspiration they are in the zone which is an actual place that we see 
And it's kind of funny because uh, 22 says she's been messing with the Knicks for a long time. Oh, like yeah. Every time that they've been doing real well. So, yeah, because she jokes like that. throws it and then he misses and then they're, they're like, and the Knicks lose again, which is a running joke because they've been doing really bad. And apparently the <laughs> screenwriter uh, felt like he could write that because he was big time he's a long time Knicks fan and they mm. never seem to win and he's like well if you can't win I'm gonna make fun of you in my movie so mm. yeah uh, so hopefully now they'll get in the zone and stay in the zone yeah. um, so there they- is a Shakespeare moment though because one of the actors doing Romeo and Juliet forgets their lines and that's like, true Shakespeare is all over this movie yeah this is a Shakespearean film I would say yeah would wager to they finished it in quarantine like just like King Lear. Just, <laughs> just like King Lear. <laughs> uh, so they get chased by this big thing that then they find is a, a a soul wrapped in anxiety, and he looks he or she looks like a monster. And then this big ship arrives, and they're called Mystics Without Borders, and it's a ship of people who are in. Um, hippies <laughs> yeah they're in like a a meditative state and because they say joe is an untethered soul that they have to travel through a thin spot of the great beyond yeah the use is that we're still in the great beyond uh and that they could help him get back to earth that way and so they we do see that that monster is a wall street guy right oh very topical yeah. he's a hedge fund manager yeah yeah um, and when they shake him of his anxiety, his soulless anxiety, he's like, what am I doing here? And he leaves. Yeah. Very yeah. Funny. He has like a, a realization moment. So it's kind of then. like a, it's a, everyone who works in Wall Street is soulless. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. they're all in the, whatever, mm-hmm. great before. They're all, yeah, they're all, they're all monsters. Anxiety <laughs> monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Joe zeroes in on his body uh, in a hospital bed on Earth, and there's a cat that we learned is named Mr. Mittens on his lap. And Joe, both Joe and 22, accidentally fall to Earth into the bodies. But, uh uh-oh, Freaky Friday, they're in the wrong bodies. So they both freak out, and Mr. Mittens, we see, gets sent to the great beyond of the escalator. Yeah. That was crazy. What? So was crazy. sad. Apparently, the writer said that it's not like he's he's really dying though, because cats have nine lives. But do they have nine souls? No, not at all. This yeah. this cat is dead. This was just a <laughs> joke that they didn't think people would think too much of, but I thought a lot of, and I'm upset. You know, no. it's animal cruelty. Um, yeah, I'm upset. All dogs go to heaven, and all cats go to the great beyond, it yeah. just seems like. Yeah, that yeah. was the only animal we saw on that conveyor belt. Truly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Claire, you went to the Disney store and saw that they have a Soul Mr. Mittens yes. merchandise. What? Yes, before Soul came out, and when I was still um, like braving the world a bit, which I try not to do even you know now um the they had this mr mittens mug it's beautiful it looks like the sole version of mr mittens and has some pointy ears which are a little bit hazardous i did a mug review about it um but it's beautiful but it's so funny because before the movie came out i was like oh i wonder who this is well we'll find out but it turns out that that was smallest bit 
A yeah, teeny this little is like moment. Barely in there. Well, oh, it's like if you're thinking, if you're trying to come up with merch for this movie, what do you, what, 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 there's not much. Yeah, like I think I've seen pillows of 22, like little like plushies, I mean. Makes sense, um, I guess. I don't know. A piano. This is not a, this <laughs> a is not a merchandise piano. movie. This Obviously is not a, a piano. This is not a toy story. You know, this isn't a Monsters Inc. You know, this is a soul. And this, doesn't suits? have a lot of merch. Custom just... suits. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Pixar Soul X Men's Warehouse collaboration. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd do it. Collab, that collab, that collab sounds fun. That's so fun. Yeah, you're right. What there if the Disney store merch. starts selling just souls? <laughs> straight up. <laughs> like Ursula style? Like, ah, little, like yeah. shriveled? Ooh, or like in the Simpsons episode, just a piece of paper that says, this is my soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is this is capitalism, you guys. We, we can mm-hmm. sell whatever we want. Um, so, well, I guess actually not whatever we want. But they have to find... Okay, so, okay. they get, Mr. Benson gets sent to the Great Beyond. They have to find Moondwind, who is one of the mystic ship people to find to fix their predicament and it turns out that Moonwind is a guy who spins a sign on the corner of the street Mm -hmm. in i don't remember which intersection but somewhere in new york city that they know of so it's it's a local place uh they roam through the hospital all topsy-turvy because 22 is in joe's body and joe is in mr mitten's body so it's a whole thing it's a whole thing Mm -hmm. but they escape they finally escape you know and it's it's kind of wild because after all this time 22 is experiencing a body for the first time and Mm -hmm. legs and all that comes with it so oh 22 also has joe's memories and uh points of reference so (laughs) so 22 is very overwhelmed oh i get it cat and cat mr mittens cat yeah Cat memories, uh-huh. rum tum tugger, Jenny Jenny dots, Mister oh, Mistopheles. Um, these are all. It's all there in Seoul if you look close enough. So Joe, so twenty two is overwhelmed and freaking out, and Joe brings her or brings him her brings them a piece of pizza I, is 22 i think 22 is supposed Just to be say them I, <laughs> there's no gender when it comes to that's what i know i, yeah. I mean that's at least exactly. i don't think so no that's right that's right um so uh joe brings them a piece of pizza and they eat the pizza and freak out but become so happy and it's another new experience mm-hmm. it's this whole revelation of uh just appreciating things for the first time and they find Moonwind, who is delighted by their situation, thinks it's so joyful that they swapped bodies. I liked how he moved. Moonwind. Oh, yeah. It's like slow. Yeah. It was, it was very, fun. um, that, uh, what's his face? Wesselton? Uh, oh, it was the Duke from, of Wesselton. Yeah, from Frozen. Twice. Oh, yes, yes, With yes. With the hair. Um, and so. Okay, so Moonwind tells them that he can help them, but they have to go back to that spot at 6.30 because there will be a thin spot there right outside of the half note, lo and behold. And 
Joe runs to get a cab, but who gets out of the cab and sees him in his hey, hospital Dorothea, gown? Hey, Dorothea, don't you ever say anything about me? Taylor Swift jumps yeah. out of the cab. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift jumps out of the cab singing her song, Dorothea, <laughs> and it is not good. It's, yeah. it's very bad. He's in a, a hospital gown. He smells bad. bad. She's He's like, he must be crazy. Shoulders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Joe gets a call from Curly that Dorothea hired someone else. Um, cool. But he says, if you get to the club and just really look as bad, Look your best, like like a million bucks, the best you've ever looked in a nice suit. Be ready to perform. Maybe she will give you another chance. So Connie, one of Joe's students, arrives at his door and tells him that she wants to quit. The and but Connie is amazing and she's passionate and twenty-two kind of helps coach Connie through this moment that she's having where she wants to quit, but then twenty-two sees how amazing she is and how passionate about clarinet is that the no it was saxophone like a trom- trombone trombone <laughs> i don't know triangle every, i don't know really every instrument <laughs> an instrument connie is very passionate and very good at it and mm. decides to keep going and so as so there's like a montage of 22 trying stuff as joe showers or Trying stuff as Joe, showering as Joe, getting dressed as Joe, getting ready as Joe, all you know, all this stuff. And then back in the youth seminar, Terry found the off count and says that the the that he's down on Earth and Terry's gonna go back to Earth and unbeef it because it's been beefed up. And this is another funny little bit where the Jerry's tell Terry that. Terry has to be very quiet and very sneaky. And Terry demonstrates how uh, they're going to be so stealthy about it. Um, So we then get Joe on Earth. And this is bad. Like why? So Mr. Mittens slash Joe attempts to shave 22 slash Joe's. This is another one of those. Yeah, and it's not great. They fuck it up, obviously. The cat's shaving the man's hair is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and then so they have to go to the barber shop to get it fixed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is a this is a fun scene. It's so I great. love the scene. Yeah, we meet Des. Des at the barber shop. Mm-hmm. And then we find out something really integral in the whole plot of this movie, which is like. Um, he gets a haircut in 22 as Joe says like oh I you you're so good at uh, cutting people's hair like this must be the thing that you were meant to do at an early age and Des is like actually I wanted to be uh, a, vet, a veterinarian a veterinarian and then um, yeah our, you know someone got sick or something and mm-hmm. he was like it was just cheaper to go to barber school than it was to go to veterinarian school mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, well, but uh, listen, I like doing it. It's helping uh, my community and it's fun. You know, it wasn't the thing that I was meant to do or wanted to do from an early age, but it's the thing that I'm doing and finding joy in doing. Mm-hmm. And so that like really clicks with Joe because he's never even thought about that at all. Yeah. Right. The joy aspect of it. He's been right. so focused on the dream that he hasn't been like, well, yeah. Yeah. 
So like if you were to inside out his soul at that point, joy, his joy would be straight up missing. Yeah. Locked in a closet somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by anger. And then slowly, you know, loosening the, the you know, the the binds because, you know, joy got, joy got bound up in a chair, obviously, in the, in the inside out. Yeah. And it's like stretchy movie. cord. Um, exactly. So yeah. over time, it slowly starts to stretch more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Joy's evolving, emerging. Yeah. In Joe, in Joe, Joy is emerging from Joe's inside-out part of his brain. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And as Joe leaves the barber shop, uh, Joe asks, "Well, twenty-two as Joe asks why uh, they've never heard about Dez's life before. And Dez says, you, you never, never asked. asked. You never asked. Which is just such a sweet, innocent little moment because it wasn't any kind of judgment or anything. But There again, was judgment in there. Well, there was judgment in there. But I mean, you not, never asked. Well, no, not well, not from 22 at, at least. You know, I, I, I guess is what I'm saying because 22 is literally just exploring this whole new world for the first time. Like, why don't we not know about that? Uh, but then again, for Joe, it's a, it's this like realization uh, that he wasn't quite seeing the full picture of things. And then yeah. I love that immediately after that moment, twenty two says, "I got some road lollies," <laughs> like has like a whole mm-hmm. handful of tootsie rolls. Because that's what I mean. It's like it's so funny that it's like this kind of profound moment contrasted like with this really silly thing that twenty two has found so much joy in. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but there's also uh, David Diggs, his character's in the barbershop, and he's kind of being rude mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. him. And 22 says something to him. Because, uh, oh, I think it's from Joe. Is like, he's just insecure or something like that. And then 22 says it out loud, thinking that they're supposed to say that. And he's like, yeah. wow, harsh Joe. <laughs> right, right. Like he's taking out his own frustrations on mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Um. Which it, it does. It's it true. A that it happens, happens a, lot. a lot. I have to mm-hmm. remind myself. You know, why is this person being mean to me? Probably because they're insecure. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, now twenty two is playing around with the world and calls it jazzing, which is pretty fun because at first Joe is annoyed by that, but. It, it's true. 22 is improvising, you might say. Uh, I think what? you might be able to see a poster in a window that like hints at the next Pixar movie or maybe Ooh. like Ryan the Last Dragon maybe or something. Mm. There are so many signs and things in this movie that at first I was looking for things and then I just got overwhelmed. Um, oh, I skipped a little bit where Terry is now in New York City and snoops in the hospital and then onto the street and then finds Joe who's talking to David Diggs' character and then accidentally <laughs> traps that character, I don't remember his name, instead, and also calls his body a meat suit. And I was wondering, is that a good place reference? Or do they use that other places? I think they use it in a lot of other places. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a nod to it. I don't know. But I don't yeah, know. I've heard meat suit before the good place. I yeah. mean, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so... So now, yeah, he, uh, David Diggs' character has been traumatized by this situation. And Terry's yeah, like, Let's his just not soul talk left his body. <laughs> yes. And then we never saw him again. And we never saw him. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, he's just going to be cool about it, I guess, because that's what Terry asked. <laughs> um, so 22 rips Joe's pants right down the buttock area. How embarrassing. Oh, my goodness. Um, and they got to go see Joe's mom, which is uh, it's not good because now she's going to know that he's trying to play a game. But just like all mothers, she already knows. Mm-hmm. Her mom's sense was tingling. Yeah. Uh, they go by a man that they see performing in the subway, and he's an amazing performer. And that's another right. one of those moments of just being like, oh, like there are so many people out here are so good. Yeah. Well, 22's like, I'm feeling something. And then Joe dismisses it. Well, that's because it's my, right. you're in my brain. And right. Because yeah. so earlier rude. 22 said that they don't like music. Mm hmm. Uh, which. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So, yeah, now Joe is trying to take credit for everything that 22 enjoys. Um, and uh, Joe enters the tailor shop and has to kiss one of the old ladies who work there. Ah. And the it's, uh, his mom's friends. And so 22, as Joe, kisses her right on the lips, which is not what he meant, but it's very funny. But they love it. They're like, tee hee, tee hee, tee Like, come back. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Joe's mom comes out and says, oh, I don't need to see that, which made me think of Valerie Cherish mm -hmm. um, about the pants. And then Joe asks mom why she doesn't appreciate his playing. And, you know, she she gives him a backstory about his own father, who was a musician, and she was there to support him. And it was not easy. It's very Sister Act too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. You're right. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, being a musician verbatim, actually. doesn't pay the bills. Yeah, you can't eat dreams for breakfast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then she comes she comes around and pulls out one of dad's old suits instead of fixing this yeah, suit. Yeah, because 22 says something, I guess, hard, like that I can't remember it now, but it was like, I don't know. It was nice. It was a nice <laughs> 22 speech. 22 has a good Something that Joe wouldn't be able to say to his own mother but 22 has no filter. So 22 mm -hmm. says it. And that's when she's like, you know, you're right. And she gives him her, his dad's suit. Mm. So Joe wants um, 22 to go back now. It's time to time to switch bodies. But 22 is feeling, she's feeling, is feeling emotional there. They see the the wind and the trees and uh, those helicopter uh, seeds yeah oh is that what that is okay i did not know what that was oh little seed thing are they and on the east coast only i think so i think they're an east coast thing. i think it's in new york i think or like well new florida England, has new them york too kind of stuff yeah oh, really yeah yeah they, so when coast. they fall from the tree they they're like they're called helicopters oh of, yeah i didn't know what that was so that, and then also 22 has sort of a handful of other treasures, like half a bagel and a, a Tootsie Pop and a, a, like a Metro card. All the trinkets. Um, yeah, little trinkets, just really feeling feelings. And, um, but 22 doesn't want to go back because they're excited to be experiencing life. So they run away. And just before Joe can get into his body, Terry pulls him back to the great before and tells joe that he cheated um but somehow 22 got her earth pass in all this kerfuffle mm -hmm. and joe says that 
22 only got it because they were living his life. Oh, my God. Joe. Rude. Rude. Mm -hmm. You only Um, got it because of me. Yeah, seriously. That's that was the energy. Yeah. I've heard that before. I'm like, no, wow. I got it because I worked hard for it. Whoa. So the Jerry's tell Terry that she did an amazing job and send her off again <laughs> or send them off again. Um, uh, it's just it, they dismiss Terry again to do busy work while they sort of sort out what's going on. Uh, Joe and 22 go to the Earth portal and 22 is upset with joe and throws their earth pass at him and uh uh, uh, jerry explains to joe that a spark is not a purpose because this whole time he's been talking about like this my purpose my purpose music is my purpose is my purpose and jerry so nonchalantly says no that's sparks not a purpose and so a lot of things are kind of put into perspective and so joe takes the pass and goes to Earth as 22 laments that she has no purpose. She really, uh, so 22 is really having a breakdown. Um, and Joe wakes up underground uh, where he presumably fell, or actually, no, wait. Yeah, because they were running away from Terry um, under, well, they were chasing each other in the subway system, that's right. and that's when Terry caught them. So he was like, underground probably like the 14th street tunnel you there know? you go yes and so um the hospital cat lady happens to be there to collect mr mittens <laughs> there as well so <laughs> mr mittens is gone presumably with soulless no soul? cat yeah <laughs> oh, no. yeah what happened so there scary uh that's and... more of a pixar movie soulless cat <laughs> soulless cat finding soul or a horror movie that's pet cemetery right there oh <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, Joe runs to the theater and bursts in asking Dorothea for another chance. Uh, she So that somehow he convinces her to bump the other guy that she had, and he gets to yeah, play. Yeah, whoa, rude. Rude. I mean, after this, this is quite a day. Uh, so he he does it, and he crushes it, and it's amazing, and his mom is there, and his mom's friends are there, yeah. and everybody's so excited. You're like, he did it. He got what he wanted. He the movie's over, right? It's no. over. No, it's Except not. Except Joe doesn't feel fulfilled. Something yeah. is Interesting. missing. He's underwhelmed. And Dorothea explains to him. She says, you know, she, well, she even says, she's like, yeah, you know, you don't get a lot of killer shows like that one. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we'll just go back tomorrow and try to do it again. Mm-hmm. And she tells him a story about a fish in the ocean. And it goes that there's this Tiny little Nemo. fish. Very Finding Nemo. Very because uh, Nemo does ask, "Where is this?" And it's like, "Oh, you're swimming right. in it, dude." You're riding it, dude. Yeah. yeah. She just quoted Finding Nemo. Exactly. Yeah. She said, "Once there was a little fish looking for his son, and he said, i 'I'm looking for the East Australian Current.'" And the big turtle said, "You're riding it, dude." So, ba- <laughs> honestly, that's pretty much the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moral being, you gotta enjoy the journey and have gratitude for what you got, I suppose, and just take a look around at what's. We're happening. already in the ocean, guys. Yeah. Life, yes. Stop life, dreaming about the ocean. Stop life, looking baby. for water. You got it. Life is mm-hmm. what happens when you're busy making other plans. You know, it's like look around. Life's what you make it. <laughs> yes. So let's make it rock. Let's so, make it rock. Hannah Joe Hannah goes Montana. home sadly oh. and sadly kind of tinkers at the piano and feel gets all this 
trinkets out of his pockets that 22 put in there. There's trash. The, the tra- <laughs> trash. Uh, lollipop, Metro card, bagel, so, uh, seed thing. Um, and he realizes that he has this, this big flashback montage of all the happy moments in his life. And they're not all gigging and playing music a lot of it is teaching sitting at that diner alone yes oh i've been (laughs) very happy sitting places alone i get that i love sitting at a diner alone (laughs) having uh time with his family like like i said his students so like all these other moments come to mind um and he goes into the zone to because that's now clever he's found a way to get into that uh, great beyond before you seminar areas he goes to the zone and he finds the mystical pirate people and 22 has we find 22 has become a lost soul <gasps> no 22's acting kind of wild and joe tries to return their earth badge to them um but it doesn't really work and we see this sort of monstrous version of joe that 22 sees in their head because that's how joe treated them in a way you know um saying you'll never match anything you only like those things because it's my thing that was my i that's my life um and as they okay so they they present an award to terry that terry requested for (laughs) (laughs) for balancing the soul scales um and uh, as this is happening, um, like a monstrous version of 22 breaks in and Joe chases after them. And they uh, they sort of wander through the great before. Um, and the Jerry's and Joe all calm 22 down. And then 22 and Joe have this confrontation and he finds them sobbing and saying they're not good enough, have no purpose, and it's a lot of, like I was just, like I said, a lot of Joe's words echoed back in this way that 22 absorbed them. Um, Joe gives 22 the seed, and they transport back to the stoop where 22 first felt that spark and felt, you know, all the, the wonders of life. And we find out that that last box that you have to get your earth badge fills in when you're ready to come to life. That's what that means, getting your spark. It's not any specific purpose. It's just when you're ready, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, when you decide you're ready to move on, you know? Which actually I kind of saw as like it's very beautiful because that means that every single person on earth, according to the rules of this movie, um earned Wanted their place to, to earn the, the the chance to be here and is ready and has a, a spark and a zest and it's just about well, then that ruins everything that i've ever believed in that none of us chose to live and all <laughs> of our par- we should blame our parents for bringing us into this life because i didn't want to live yeah you that's made me <laughs> another fair point so this movie tells me that i did want to live um well but then I, so i well, gotta go I, apologize that, to my mom um sorry so, mom <laughs> so every soul except 22 has wanted to live or maybe they just see maybe the souls don't know any better so that's still yeah, they were pretty dumb <laughs> <laughs> like those little little kids at the beginning they were pretty dumb um 
And one of my favorite jokes we missed over was when the whole thing falls on top of them and Joe's like, oh no. And it's like, oh, don't worry. Nothing can crush a soul here. <laughs> That's what Earth is for. Ah! Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so Joe accompanies 22 to the Earth's edge and says that he'll go as far as he can. Very bing bong. Um, and, uh, or is that something else too? I don't know. Maybe other movies. It's very... Oh, it's also very Harry Potter, where it's like, we'll be there the whole oh. way, kind of thing. No, oh. You know. Uh, so, uh, 22 goes to Earth um, on their own and floats to... Uh, oh, Joe then floats up the, the Great Beyond Escalator, but gets stopped by Jerry, who thanks him for inspiring the Jerrys, which is very rare. And the Jerry say that they've decided to give Joe another chance, which, of course, you know, he's happy with. And it's very funny because they say they worked it out with Terry, a.k.a. it's just distracting yeah, Terry. Yeah, they didn't, for they didn't work it out with Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Terry. <sighs> oh, uh, look over there. Um, you know, Terry just has anxiety that Terry's going to get fired. If there's a I, count missing, and you know, I get it, you know, you're doing your job and you want to do it right. Very good at their job, so it is a little bit cruel to be to, to be keeping them from it. Uh, so they worked it out with Terry, and then uh, uh, Jerry asks Joe what he's gonna do with his life, and he says, "You know, I don't know, but I'm gonna live every minute of it." And he does. He does. Ah! And that's the end, and we have no idea where 22 is. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. <laughs> 20 turn, 22 turns into Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I've yeah. already seen some... Uh, I, of course, it was like a TikTok where it was trying to explain what 22 might be in a future Pixar movie that comes out in 2022. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So... I, I feel like it's not the end of it because that's not very Pixar to just leave a hanging hanging thread like that. Yeah. Maybe 22 is one of the people from the uh, Wally ship in the <gasps> future. Oh. Well, you would think, tw- I mean, 22 is going to be a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So 22 being born, what is this in 2020? Then 20- I assume it's like contemporary Yeah, times. so 22 is ba- a baby. A baby. baby. Yeah. Which means that they yeah. were around during, yeah, the great collapse of the universe. And then, and then, yeah, all the earth decimated. And then, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe 22 could be on the ship. Maybe 22 is Boo. Oh. That ends up being the old lady in Pixar's Brave, if you follow the yeah, Pixar theory. The lore, you know. Wait, Maybe. Boo is supposed to be an old lady and brave? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, that's the Pixar theory. Yeah. Oh, I haven't checked That's the catalyst yet. of the Pixar <gasps> theory, Claire, is that Boo did it all. Oh, my. I got to look back on the Pixar theory. It's actually very fascinating. And you know I love me some theories, so. And you Pixar know that they think is... about what they're doing and tying together, so. So. There's, there's so. truth in the theories. There you go. There you go. Speaking of truth. Oh, my gosh. What, what if- is the moral of this story? What is the thing that is the most important thing to learn to get out of Pixar's soul? Um, uh, d- you know what? Stop 
trying to stop going after your dreams, man. You're already living. (laughs) (laughs) You're already living the best life that you can live. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah there's something mm. there in gratitude for the small things and where you are currently. Even yeah. though they didn't explicitly say that, but that's what I took out of it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's totally true, yeah. I think this movie is really interesting. It spoke to me in, an, in a very fascinating way, especially the way that we live life. And it's not really Joe's story that really made me think. It was actually Terry? That like had a really deep deep impact on my life, not on my life, but just the way I digested <laughs> this movie. Um, but it's that like, like sort of ravenous, um, zealous attitude about their job mm-hmm. that they thought was like everything. I I see a lot of parallels between Joe and Terry actually, because Joe was so driven about his like dreams and his career, like he tied his happiness to the person that he thought he was to him being a a jazz musician and in almost living so rigidly he wasn't adhering to the magic of jazz which you know is historically it's sort of very improv heavy music form it's sort of like you make up the notes you interact with people and he was sort of like distant and separating himself from everybody else he wasn't interacting with people so he was like very much he wasn't even like you know 22 says jazzing it up like he wasn't jazzing at all he was very clinical about his approach to the top and terry is sort of someone that is at the top and is just scrambling to sort of stay at the top and finding deeper meaning in their job than there actually is terry's job is sort of obsolete honestly it doesn't matter according to the other jerry uh the other jerry's are just sort of like whatever fuck just like let terry believe that they're important to this idea of their job but it doesn't really matter so terry's actually so so to me i i would say the moral of of this whole thing is don't define you as your job like we're always so when i ask people like oh uh what do you do first question is like what do you do and it's like why is that the first thing that we identify ourselves that's such an american thing I think it is. You're think, right. Yeah. 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 I think, I'll, like, I go what is your, what is your Instagram bio say? Oh yeah. It's so. Oh, interesting. What yes. does your Instagram bio say? Tom Hanks, number one fan. See? Mine says I like cakes. So. Yeah. That is your job though. That's my job. Cake <laughs> eater. It's your essence. It's true. Yeah. A better question to ask people, I suppose would be, what do you enjoy? Like what, but yeah. you know, then people are going to be like, what? weird question but it is weird to be like what do you how do you make money yeah that's yeah what it's I weird because it's like that's not who you are it's like and it, the, i think that yeah truly i think that's the moral of the story it's like if you define your whole personality by what you do and your worth in that job because terry was very much like i'm good at my job right and all terry wanted was validation from her co from their co-workers yeah like they were just like good job Terry and Terry's like, great, I'm, de- I'm satisfied. Well, <laughs> do this diploma that I wanted you guys to do. You yeah, know? I like- relate so much to Terry and all of the corporate jobs I've ever had where it's like, I'm doing my job really well. Everyone's like, we can't do this without you. You're the best. But it's like, I'm always seeking validation and I never get it. And it's like, yeah. why am I working so hard for this if there is no point to it? Like if I just left, right. you could and find even, someone and else. And not even that. It's like 
the validation you think you deserve, which is like no one else is going to give you that validation you think you need. Well, there is know? validation in promotion, so. Well, 100%, yeah. yes. But with promotions, it's like you got to climb your way to there's like 50 well, million levels to that. Being there for yeah. several years and never getting any kind of promotion is. Exactly, exactly. The lack of validation that I needed. Um, yeah, but yeah, exactly. But it's like that, that's also, you know, not, not to segue, but it's like, that's the problem with capitalism. It's like, you're sort of forced into believing there's a finite level that you need to go, but that doesn't exist. You will never be satisfied. If you define yourself, never be satisfied. I will never be satisfied. That's my moral of the story. Which is cool. Cause it's like, yeah, you know, in the pandemic, we, we don't, a lot of us don't have jobs. So it's like, now what? Now, how do we? Yeah, who am I? What do I enjoy? How do I find joy and meaning and purpose when I don't have a thing to distract me? Exactly. So it's a really important movie during this time to like consider what makes you a person, what makes you whole, what makes you happy. (laughs) If a job is truly out of the equation, your Earth badge. Mm Hmm. For me, it was eating cakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it was loving Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't even know what it what it says. I'll see. So Claire's still on a journey. You know? yeah, so I haven't earned my bra- my badge yet. I don't know. I'm not. How are I'm you t- here? I'm not to be here. Yeah, are you a don't soulless tell Terry. cat? Don't tell Terry. Claire's a soulless cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, let's cast ourselves. Should be the sequel. Yeah. yeah. Who would we play in Pixar Soul? Well, Oscar. I feel like. Um, you're Terry. Yes. <laughs> I'm Terry. <laughs> I'll find the missing soul. Oh, I love Terry. So Terry's much. the best character in this movie. That's true. I agree. I agree. Um, Rachel, you are the cat. Okay. Mr. I was going to say I'm the lady looking for the cat. <laughs> the cat. The cat yeah, you're playing both oh, of those. Yeah. That the really cat made me. I really wanted a cat companion when I saw that. It seems so nice. Yeah, I mean that. I think that's a true thing in hospitals. Oh, it yeah. is. Hospitals it is. Yeah. but I want one like right now that I can hang out with. Well, mm-hmm. adopt. So you just want a cat. There's a lot of people that are the, the, at the beginning of quarantine. There was a lot of uh, cats looking for homes because a lot of shelters were closing down. I don't know mm. if I'm allowed to have one, but maybe I'll I'll sneak one. Don't you get hope emotional you're not listening, landlord. <laughs> emotional support cat that can't say oh, no. That's true. That's true. I do need I do that's need true. emotional support. And Claire, I think you are oh, you're the 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 Gal Gadot type <gasps> at the beginning. Quiet coyote. That one Yes, that person. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm honored to be she was even she was a smidge as soothing. She All right, great. children. Four of you go into low self-esteem. Like, why are you assigning them that? I know it was weird. The, the, but it was funny how they commented but. on like all the egotistical ones. He's like, maybe we should yeah. stop sending them in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's rate it out of five. Um, uh, badges, Earth badges. Oh, that's good. Out of five badges. How many badges do you give Soul? Um, I'll give it a three. Um, mm. I don't know if I liked this movie. Um, I just didn't think it was uh very fun. 
like I said before, it's not a movie for kids at all, which I feel like Pixar is uh, supposed to be like a family. They're, they're branded as like family films. But this is definitely an adult film. The themes of this movie are very adult. If you're a child, you're not going to understand a lot of it. You're just going to be like, oh, a cat. Oh, pizza that goes through you. Like, I've read a lot of our, because oh, I had to write a few things for this. I've read articles where people, parents were like, yeah, my kids didn't really like it. My kids didn't get it. I had to explain some things to them. So it's not for kids, which is what Pixar is for. Um, also, I know that this movie received a lot of backlash because, yet again, it's another movie that's supposed to, like, starring a black person, but they don't get to be themselves for the whole movie. Um, like, that one pigeon movie, that was Will Smith, Amelia as a pigeon. Tiana. Spies yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a great movie. Was I that the Tom like, Holland movie? Tom Holland, I'll go oh. see it. It's a Will Smith movie yeah, I, and Tom Holland. I went for it for, well, Tom Holland was Tom Holland the whole time. Will Smith was a pigeon for it, so. The, True. Um, and then Tiana was a frog for all of her movies. Mm-hmm. So it's like another thing where it's like, why can't we just give people, let them be themselves the whole movie? And to be honest, I liked the Earth scenes more than I liked any of the great before scenes. Um, I mean, I think the great before is beautiful, yes, but I feel like it could have just been more fun. It seems so boring. I don't know. There's like maybe like two buildings, right? And I feel like if you're, if it, I don't know. They could have done more to, the fact that I saw Coco and they built that world and then also even Inside Out world was beautiful and amazing and so fun and the concept was a lot but i could understand it this one just felt like a copy paste kind of thing that i didn't really i don't know i didn't really it wasn't for me and i felt like the story there was nothing like fun i knew exactly where it was going the entire time um and yeah uh, i don't know so it was like kind of just a middle of the road pixar movie yeah it was great didn't make me cry which Pixar movies are supposed to make me cry, and I am a sucker, and I cry at everything, so I didn't even cry at this. So I don't know. It was just the middle of the road. I expected more, I guess, and I was disappointed, especially since Pete Docter is one of my favorite Pixar directors, and I just expected more, and I'm disappointed that, uh, you know, it wasn't better than it was. And once again, I don't know if Tina Fey was my choice as a 22 Uh, uh yeah, maybe that was another thing that affected it. But yeah, I'm going to give it a three, a nice middle, because it was fine. It was Pixar, which means that it's better than, you know, an average movie, but it's just not up to snuff for me. But it's better than The Good Dinosaur, and it's better than Brave. There we go. That was my Whoa, soul nice. rant. Yeah, I think for me, I'm going to give this... I completely agree with you, Rachel, in terms of... I mean, I I think that was my biggest sort of thing about casting Tina Fey in this Mm. movie. That felt like such a misstep. You know, to be honest, like, I I was one of those people that was super vocal about, like, why are... (laughs) Why is Disney just, like, obsessed with casting people of color and then making them... Turning them to animals? Like, they did it with... The Princess and the Frog, which, you know, is one of my favorite Disney animated movies of all time. 
But still, it's like, man, we can't see black people as human beings in a movie. And it happened with this, too. It was rude. But even more offensive than that is to have a white woman be in the body of a black man. To me, that was like, the audacity to do this was out of this world. The person who should have been cast as 22 should have been another black Mm -hmm. actor. I think Mm -hmm. Yara Shahidi would have been a perfect cast. A hundred percent. That's exactly who I was thinking. And it's so, I mean, like, yeah, you know, souls are like genderless and uh, raceless or whatever. But the fact that we associate so much, that's why I was saying it should be an unknown because we're not putting a face to that celebrity voice. You know, with Tina face, it's too late. Like I'm already like, I'm doing like Tina Fey is inside the body of Jamie Foxx, which is like already fucking crazy and weird, (laughs) but it's, it's weird to have, yeah, a black man speak like a white woman. It's just like, it feels sort of irresponsible to me. And I think Pixar should know better, but it doesn't. And it, it I, I can't believe not one person was like, is this weird? Is this weird that we have, you know, Tina Fey talking as a black character? Like, it's weird, right? Nobody said that. Despite all of that, I do like, like I said before about the whole Terry thing about job, defining who we are as, you know, to me, this movie out of all the Pixar movies actually resonated with me in a very deep way that I was impressed at the scope of how deep this movie got for me. And it's not just like the whole job thing, but also the chaos of the higher ups. You know what I mean? Like literally souls plop onto Earth in the most random way possible. There is no method to this they literally get their badges and then they just fall onto earth wherever they land literally wherever they land that's the whole cause of this movie it's like they fell into a body of a cat and the a black dude it's like that what what is it like you you would think they would have like a better process than this but it is random also when the gal gadot type character is leading them to their different personalities it's at their whim they're like do whatever you want go here go here go to this you know low self-esteem area like in terms of building a personality there's the people on top don't really know what they're doing and that's my takeaway too and it actually was kind of cool to be like yeah we're like finding all of this meaning of like oh my gosh who is this higher power actually it was very nihilistic movie (laughs) actually and it doesn't matter it does nothing matters what matters is you got to live the life that you want to live i'm not a particularly religious person by any by any means but this sort of spoke to me as someone who was who is like agnostic or like believes in a higher power but not not an organized religion because there is no organization it's messy life is so messy and life is messy even before life started so i really appreciated that i really like that I can't ignore the Tina Fey thing. It is such a gross thing to me. So for that reason, like the movie, with if that got fixed, I would have given this movie like a five or a four. But because of that huge oversight, I can't forgive it. I just can't forgive it. This is getting like a two and a half for me. Yeah. Mm. I feel like what Pixar does a lot of times when it gets backlash like that is like, well, we had a lot of, we talked to a lot of black creators at Pixar and thought that they thought it was fine. Cause like no. one of the writers, they like really pushed him forward as like the voice, like he helped create the script and like, um, 
and yeah, but also like you missed declaring oversight right there where like yeah and i'm sure they even I'm when i'm sure they said something and pixar i mean pixar's a major company they're not gonna like it's very much like how Dis- walt disney screened song of the south yeah to naacp and they were like no this is bad and, and disney like, was like never gonna, mind. we're gonna do it anyway yeah well um there is one uh, person that's working at pixar that has created some good there's a woman who uh like saw that a lot of pixar movies or whatever had a lot of like the the females weren't speaking enough and there weren't enough Mm. females speaking so then they started showing little like reports of like this was the average time of like the females in the movie speaking versus the males and they've started shifting that so now it's like better but like there are people speaking up but i feel like there's there's still not that people aren't comfortable speaking up at Pixar unless it's oh through gosh. like reports, you know, it's like, well, this report yeah. said, you know, they can't just say, Hey, I don't think this is cool. But actually Rachel, now that I'm thinking about it, does this movie pass the Bechdel test? Mm-mm. I don't know. Cause don't the ladies so. in the, the, the shop or whatever, they're talking about Joe the whole time, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, <gasps> Jesus. Unless Louises. you count technically like 22 as a woman and then Connie and 22 talking about jazz music, maybe. Yeah. Which is a but stretch. But also, 22 is in Joe Joe's, Drag. Yeah. yeah. So then, it's like, yeah, that I'm not sure if that passes the Bechdel test. No. Interesting. Listeners, tell us if this movie passes the Bechdel test. Right now, the consensus feels like a resounding no. Yeah. There, but. I don't think there are enough female characters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I didn't rate it. Um, <laughs> uh, I one hundred percent agree with everything you guys said. I didn't know what this movie was about, but as soon as Tina Fey started speaking in Joe's body, I was like, "What is going on? This is what this movie is." Um, which would have been shocking anyway, but especially after things that we've already gone through in other movies, as you said. So it is kind of, it's it's crazy to me that this movie was put out this year. Um, uh, so that was very shocking. I, I it, a lot of this, but a lot of like the great beyond stuff, I don't, I, maybe it's because I started watching it at like 1 a.m. on Christmas morning by myself, but I was like very into it. Um, the first time I watched it, I, I don't know. I liked it. I liked that it was kind of slow. It was very reminiscent of Inside Out. It's true. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, I guess I just don't have that much to say about it, but I really enjoyed the Jerry's and the Terry's. Uh, but you know, like you said also, of course it's not a kid's movie, so it does not have as many jokey fun bits and as many fun visual gags, I guess that we're used to. Um, but I would say it's like a it's a and it's also such a different experience because I saw it at home first, too, which is like mm-hmm. a huge other part of this. So I have no idea how audiences reacted to this movie. Um, uh, but my own opinion, I, I'd say I want to give it like a three, maybe three and a half, just because some like a lot of the message of it resonated with me, because I think we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the thing we think is what we're meant to be. But sometimes uh, it's not, and we can enjoy other stuff too. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of uh, there were a lot of uh, th- uh, interesting choices, I will say, yeah. to this movie. Um, but so I can, yeah, I agree. Oh, so oh, did I rate it? Uh, I'll give yeah. it a I'll give it a three as well. Three out of five. 
badges. Uh, it could have mm. been more, could have been more fun and a little more uh, current and self-aware. Uh, and we could have had more Terry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for Soul Two. Electric <laughs> Soul <Boogaloo>. less. Oh, <laughs> Soul Two Electric Boogaloo. That sounds fun. Honestly, uh, when I watch these movies, I'm just looking for something that'll inspire me to make something for the parks. And I didn't get inspired at mm, all. Mm, I was like not even inspired by merch. Like I'm like, I don't want any of this. It Ooh. is interesting when these films take place in a real place, like in New York City. Because like you were saying, like, what do you make merch of? Like a tax- taxi cabs? And- well, Pizza could. rat. Yeah, Pizza I would. Rat. Pizza Rat made a, which I said is a UCB person documented that. So that's a fun little thing. But I don't know. You could do, I mean, you could do plenty of stuff in the real world. But this movie just didn't have inspiration. Maybe like a, uh, uh, you know, I mean, the cat is probably the best thing, you know. Ooh, a toy yeah. where you put pizza in the mouth and it pops right out the butt. That's cool. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Maybe a VR experience called the Museum of Everything. Oh, oh, um, a sound machine that goes, all right, children. Quiet <laughs> You're obsessed with the yeah. voice. For someone who doesn't like ASMR, you really are obsessed with this voice. <laughs> I like voices. I don't like little. What do y'all think? Should we release an Inside the Disney Vault ASMR edition? Let us know, listeners. Um, let us know let us, let us know and we'll put it on the patreon let us know oh let no i know. didn't mean to get her in it look what you did <laughs> I'm sorry. check it off your bingo list. i didn't do it the whole time until then that's how you know something was up with this yeah because i i sang the whole time yeah. Hey, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a freaky Friday <laughs> oh, scenario. Uh, Rachel is Claire and Claire is Rachel. Oh also, well, not enough I Taylor to... Swift for this movie. True. You know, the, uh, so much has happened today. I need to process this and I'm ready to go back to the decoms. Yeah. Simpler, simpler time. But, like, I don't want to think too much yeah. in a movie. Let's go back to the decom section of the vault. Let's go back to the decom section, okay. and I'm going to write my, um, my Shakespearean plays. I got this plays. Jerry car. Does anyone want to get in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's, in let's the get body? In the car. Jerry body? Yeah. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> oh, wow. It sounds just like a car. Vroom, vroom. A quiet coyote. <laughs> And with that, thank you so much for listening to Inside the Disney Vault. I'm Oscar. I'm Claire. I'm Rachel. Bye. Bye. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Inside the Disney Vault. Wow, we had a lot to say about Soul. But now we're back into the decom section of the vault. New year, new us. What do we got in store for us? Pixel Perfect. No, no, no. I said we're done with the Pixar section of the vault. What's next? Pixel Pixar Perfect. perfect. <laughs> Pixel Perfect. Okay, okay. Yeah. I saw the poster of Pixel Perfect because it was on the recommended uh, on my Disney Plus. So that's how I knew it was the next movie. And it looked exactly like the weird science poster. <gasps> no. Oh, kind of. So. Uh, I'm th- I'm thinking the it's very loosely based on weird science. Ooh, I don't think I've seen Pixel kind Perfect. Of? So. Um, I mean, Exciting. it's got pixels. Do they build a woman <laughs> out of pixels and she's 
perfect. I don't know. She's smoking hot. It does well, have the bill of the future <laughs> in it. So, oh. yeah. Phil of the future go. goes back to the 80s. Mm-hmm. Now, Weird Science was a movie that I really enjoyed but as a kid, but then I'm sure watching it now yeah, will be Yeah, 90% very of John Hughes movies do not hold up. There's yeah. a lot. Oh, what's it's, the 10% that does hold up? Uh, Home Alone. Uh-huh. Uncle Buck actually is pretty good. I just rewatched uh-huh. it. Oh, Uncle Buck. And I would say he didn't direct it, but he wrote it. I would say Baby's Day Out. Baby's Day Out <laughs> is one of my favorite movies of all time. Love Baby's Day Out. Um, Home Alone 2 would if they just edited one scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah, Ferris yeah. Bueller also, I think. Um, yeah, Ferris Bueller's fine. Mostly, yeah, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah, I think so, right? It should yeah, be. There's a little uh, moments that could be a little, I don't know, but it's A little fine. brushed up, a little brushed up, a little airbrushed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a change a couple of pixels there to a make it pixel, pixel perfect. Ah! <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, uh, that's such a crazy coincidence. So how do people get to watch Pixel Perfect? Disney Plus. It was recommended. Uh And if they want to communicate with us, tell us their thoughts on Pixel Perfect. Well, you you go to your computer and type in Twitter.com and go to ITDV Podcast. And then if you go over to Instagram.com, you can find us at Inside the Disney Vault. Shout out for people who use their computers like their phones. Desktop Instagram is better. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's oh, really wow. Hot. Or you could even go to www.patreon.com slash inside the Disney vault and find our extra bonus features. We got some fun little welcome gifts if you become a patron. We got other fun surprises we do here and there like live streams and uh, just a lot of fun stuff for bonus content and features. Bonus Jonas. Yeah. Just kidding. Listen, there's a lot. There's a <laughs> lot that we got in store for y'all. But I'm excited to watch Pixel Perfect. Nah, I don't know if I'm excited. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, okay. I'm so well. excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Mia. Hey, it's Allie. And we host the Rom-Com Review Podcast, P.S. I Love Rom-Com. Each week, we'll have incredible guests come and discuss a new rom-com, grand gestures, meet-cutes, and of course, that elusive chemistry. Mia, what are you doing holding that giant boombox over your head? I'm hoping to win over listeners with this grand gesture. Take us back! Find a new episode every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Brought to you by Campfire Media. Wow, you're uh, still holding that boombox. Yeah, I've got great upper body strength. Thanks, CrossFit. Yes. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Campfire.